Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your humble, happy, loyal hosts. And Julie, you are on the show, I hear? I am. Okay, Thank good. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> Julie said she was going to be late. And listen, we have a great topic for you guys today. Ten uh, bad habits wrecking your success that you need to quit now. So we're going to go through those in a second. But, uh, man, we've had a really interesting past couple of days a lot of you guys, and I, I'm thrilled, and I love your emails. They're sending us emails, um, sending us suggestions for shows, uh, thanking us for the – evidently, you guys are getting it uh, as far as the education. I really appreciate it based on the feedback. I love it, truly when we get an email from somebody saying, you know that show you guys did on this particular mm-hmm. thing. Well, I was able to use that on a listing appointment, or I was able to you know, take that information and get a price change or whatever. That yeah, is so great. cool. I love that. Yeah. So – Guys, remember, our mission on this radio show and really everything we do is really it's three simple things, educate you, to motivate you, and to get you into action. The first two things, based on your feedback, we do a pretty good job at. Uh, and the last thing is all about uh, you guys deciding to take action. And I'm not going to belabor that point. I pretty much do on every radio show. All I'm asking you to do is if you're struggling to take action, if you're not knowing what you know, foot to put in front of the other, if you don't know what the next natural step is for you in your real estate business or your career, please request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And remember, you can always email Julie and I directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. Um, but I really sincerely love the feedback, love hearing even some of the negative feedback. Some of you guys have been critical of some of the things we've talked about, and I respect your opinions. Um, we don't, you know, even if we don't agree with what you're saying, I do still respect your opinions I take into consideration. One of the things I think you guys, um, I <laughs> I realize this is going to alienate a fair number of people, uh, our approach, but we just don't do politically correct. We're not going to, and the nice thing about, you know, we broadcast obviously on uh, the radio every day, but our shows are then published on Inman News Features. One of the things I like about Inman is they don't and they aren't um, trying to be biased towards big brokerages, small brokerages, one way of doing business or the other. And that's our mindset, too. I mean, there's not one way to be successful in this business. There's a lot of different ways. Um, you know, but the bottom line is is that we will tell you what we honestly think. We're not going to uh, just jump on the team bandwagon. We're going to be honest with you. We're going to say, hey, you know, teams can be a good thing, but here are the things you need to take into consideration. Teams are always, every time we talked about teams, and we tell people the reality of the teams. We tell people the reality of, uh, you know, that maybe in, well, honestly, in most cases, it's not the right move for most agents. It's having maybe beyond one or two assistants. Well, that always raises eyebrows because the whole team conversation has almost become a religion in our industry. And, I, and I, again, we're proponents of it. When Julie and I sold real estate, we had a team. We did that. But you need to be well aware of, again, the, the really the, the things that nobody tells you. So, those are some of the topics that we talk about, and we give you both sides of it. We're giving you the information so you can make smart decisions. Because in our minds, you guys are business owners, and it's, our, it's just our imperative to give you the best information we possibly can so you can make the best decisions. 
real estate, this industry, is an absolute blessing for all of us. I don't know how much time any of you have ever spent studying other industries, uh, but Julie and I are blessed to have coaching clients, not just in the real estate industry, but in, in many surprisingly unrelated industries as well. And I can tell you, without a shadow of a doubt, of all the different folks that I, uh, you know, that we consult with, that we coach with, you know, behavioral health industry, all kinds of different, you know, healthcare industries, um, and we help them, we consult, we coach with them on building their sales teams generally. But what I've, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that real estate uh, is absolutely positively the best industry to be in for a whole variety of reasons. So if you're not feeling that yourself, if you're having mindset issues, if you're not experiencing large amounts of success, and listen, if you're not going on your listing appointments and you're not taking every listing appointment, if you're not waking up every day being excited, if you're not seeing this as the incredible opportunity uh, for you to, you know, obviously help lots and lots of people, make lots and lots of money, you need to own that and you need to say, okay, I'm not doing something right. Because you're not, because this is an incredible opportunity. This is the right place at the right time. Everything, all the winds are at your back, all the demographics, all the economic, everything, 100% supporting you to basically fulfill your life's mission and then you know set a precedent for the rest of your family to follow and your friends to follow, realizing that they too can have these big, huge, wonderful lives. That's what this opportunity is all about. So best industry, your job, your real estate license, you know, it's a blessing. If you, again, are not feeling that way, request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. So, Julie, before we get to our topic today, do you have any particular shout-outs or anything like uh, – I know you have a lot of points to go over. So you have anything in particular you'd like to shout-out about? Yes, from one of our great coaching clients and longtime radio listener, uh, Mr. Donald Sherwood, sent me this great email, uh, I believe it was two days ago. And he said, uh, you know, we've done radio shows and we've, we've done some coaching that's out there on this, this topic called situational awareness. So here's this really quick little email. Leads coming from strange situations. Don was doing a BPO this afternoon, taking pictures of a house. He says, nearby was a county sheriff deputy doing a traffic stop. Kept giving me the eye. Turned out it was his house I was taking pictures of that gave him concern. I'm now looking for rental property for him, and he gave me a lead for one of his coworkers who wants to sell. So here's a great example of an agent who is out there, Don Sherwood, doing BPOs. Now, you know, a lot of you guys just think of BPOs as one little $50 shot, but in fact, this turned into looking for rentals for someone he ran into while he was out doing BPOs and a referral for a listing. Point being, situational awareness. There are leads out there everywhere, but don't be a secret agent. Had he not been out of his office, out of his home office, out of his regular office, out there doing a BPO, none of that business would have come to him. So I just had to point that out. And kudos to you, Don, for getting out and uh, being out in, the wi- out in the wild, as we say sometimes, creating business for yourself. Nicely done. And thank you for sharing it with us. Back to you, Tim. Actually, Julie, you're motivating um, me to think of another radio topic that we should do in the near future. Um, how these guys can – you and I were talking about this on our morning walk. We've talked about it the last two mornings in a row, right? So the mindset of abundance versus scarcity. We should probably remind these guys how they can essentially know whether their um, their struggles are happening because of their scarcity mindsets because that usually is the source of, the, of it. And everything in our society pretty much 
reinforces having a scarcity mindset. You know, you're supposed to believe there's not enough water if you're, especially in California. You're supposed to believe there's not enough money. You're supposed to believe there's not enough time. You're supposed to believe there's not enough health. You're supposed to believe there's not enough fill in the blank, right? Scarcity, scarcity, scarcity. So it seems like societally, uh, the marketers, guys that sell us crap, and it could just be, you know, politicians trying to sell us uh, uh, their belief structure, right? They're all basically trying to use scarcity to motivate you, fear, basically. And what happens is that ruins your mindset about life. You start seeing things, you, you don't see the blessing that it is. You don't see the abundances all around you. You don't feel the gratitude that you should be embracing every day. So, Julie, my dear, I propose, since you're the mm-hmm. scriber of our shows, I propose that we yes. do an upcoming, like, very near show on basically, mm-hmm. you know, comparing their mindsets, scarcity versus abundance, because from you what you're it. describing, yeah, isn't situational awareness at the end of the day the manifestation of the abundance mindset? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Explain, I mean, it, explain it's, that. A, it's a major thing. Well, you know, it has to do with your outlook on everything that you do from the moment you open your eyes, right? I didn't get enough sleep. That's scarcity. It might start right there. Okay, so that causes you to sleep in, which causes you to then be late for your appointments, et cetera. So, you know, it is a prevailing mindset. When you look at other agents' businesses, and instead of saying, how can I be more like that successful agent, and why am I not doing what they're doing? Instead, the scarcity mindset says, well, you know, they must be doing something illegal, or I'll never be like them because I don't have what they have. So there are so many different places where the scarcity mindset rears its ugly head. And, you know, sometimes agents will say, this is the craziest thought, well, I don't want to make any more money this year because I'll just have to pay taxes on it. What? (laughs) (laughs) You know? So that's kind of an elaborate and twisted excuse. You won't have to pay every cent that you make in taxes, but, yeah, you're going to pay. <laughs> well, well Julie, here, yeah. here's something I see a lot. This is not just in the real estate industry. It's in all the, you know, everything we come across. Uh, so so-and-so is doing really well, right? So-and-so in your office is becoming a kick-ass listing agent. They're doing phenomenal. Notice how maybe you, but most people's thoughts go to, they must be somehow scamming the system. They're cheating. Or they must have, they're cheating somehow. They're somehow doing something illegal, unethical. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, how could they possibly be experiencing that much success? Isn't that yeah. interesting? You know, and, and yeah, absolutely. Julie, it is. It's totally reinforced by society. Like when you watch the news, they mm-hmm. love to do stories on the evil corporations, don't they? They love oh, yeah, to talk about sure. how you know, you know, all these crazy things and how people are always trying to get it over on you. Guys, this all feeds into the scarcity thinking. And, again, if you don't put a stop to that, if you allow that to manifest, you won't be experiencing any success yourself because you're find, you'll find yourself becoming a skeptic, overly skeptical. You'll find yourself literally talking yourself out of opportunities to help others and make money because subconsciously what's happening is you don't want people like, oh, no, you know, I don't want to you know, become a superstar listing agent because I don't want people saying that bad stuff about me. Those are the, this is the way all this stuff starts to manifest. And then you stay in the exact same spot the rest mm-hmm. of your life. Uh, you know, we tell this story a lot, and it always surprises me how many people say they've never heard it before. Uh, so this actually happened to Julie and I. We are visiting one of our friends, uh, Bambridge Island, right off the coast of Seattle, and this was forever ago, but like 20 years ago. Some, a friend of ours from Howard Brenton, and there was, and Julie and I were, uh, we saw a bunch of lobsters. They're, you know, crabs in a bucket. And so um, I remembered this 
thing, parable, if you will, that I had heard. And so I sat there and watched these crabs in the bucket. And the story goes that if one crab tries to get out of the bucket, you know, one crab decides he's going to be ambitious. Damn it, I'm not going to be in this bucket anymore. Mm-hmm. And he starts to crawl up the bucket. The other crabs will pull him back in. So, you know, I'm a motivation nerd. I like to study this stuff. So I'm sitting watching this, and guess what? That exact same thing happened. One crab tried to get out. The other crabs pulled him back in. It wasn't until, you know, maybe the bucket got tipped over or they, the, the crawler crab decided to put in just a ridiculous amount of effort to break free of that. Could he actually maybe crawl out of the bucket and guess what? Climb off the dock and jump back into the sea and not be somebody's dinner that night. The reality of it is, is all of us at some level are a crab in a bucket with other people um, and our thoughts holding us back. And we're surrounded by that. It often will take something from a good thing or usually a bad thing for you to break free of that. So you might, for example, have manifested a world where you are, um, let's say, I mean, I'll use the most obvious one, where you're overweight. And everything in your life is essentially reinforced being overweight. You've just gotten kind of complacent and lazy. You kind of make offhanded jokes about your, your, you know, how lethargic you are, you know, you, you kind of play with it a little bit. And guess what? Your friends, they laugh at it, so they're kind of reinforcing the idea. And by the way, your friends are all overweight, too. You, you know, you basically have just given in to the idea for the rest of your life you're going to be overweight. You all of a sudden have built a world around yourself, uh, and, and commu- just everything around you is reinforcing you staying fat. Now, again, this is an extreme example, but all of us at some point in our lives probably have had weight issues. Julie and I did. I'm sure all of you did or do, right? Uh, until you – so here's what happens. True story. We had a coaching client. Uh, you know who I'm going to talk about, right, Julie? Uh, what's his name? Uh, he had that I really cool so. first name. What was his name? He worked for Mark Shandro in, in L.A. Oh, uh, Monet. Monet. Is that who you okay. mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. All right, so Monet. He was, that's really his first name, too. He's still selling real estate, successful agent, working for one of our longtime coaching clients in his brokerage in Long Beach, you know. So Monet was overweight. Monet goes to the doctor. The doctor says, Monet, if you don't lose this weight, uh, this is before he was a coaching client, by the way. He said, if you don't lose this weight, you're going to, literally I'm going to have to cut off your foot because of, he was developing like stage 2 diabetes or whatever it was. And then these are all the other things that you can look forward to. Basically, the doctor was telling him that he didn't have really long to live, uh, maybe years, because he was that fat. You follow me on all of this? Now, what did he do? He knew he was fat. That wasn't any new information. It took him a long damn time to become as fat as he was. He decided at that very moment, it took that very moment for him to take seriously the idea of getting back in shape. And not only did he get in shape, but in something like, I think it was like 18 months, the guy was on the cover of like a men's fitness magazine. <laughs> True story. I mean, he got super cut. He started working. I started taking it all serious. So now what, was hap- what happened? What was the pivot that caused the change in the behavior? Something external that uh, made him realize he was going to lose something that he had. Okay, remember all these little uh, keywords I'm giving you guys. External, losing something he already had. That's what actually caused the change in the actions. Typically, most people don't make any kind of change until they feel like they're going to lose something they already have. That's incredibly important and powerful for you just to accept. 
Don't toss it around your head. Don't challenge it. Don't be one of these people that say, oh, no, Tim, I'm motivated by the carrot. I'm motivated by moving towards the goal. Mm -hmm. 99.9% of everyone is more motivated by losing something they already have. And in his case, it was his life. In your case, it might be financial stability. But if you so what happens oftentimes is people stay in these buckets their entire lives, and the only thing that causes them to get out of that bucket, unless they're consciously trying to get out of it, like the buck, like the crab that decides to strap on rocket boosters, or Monet who decides that he doesn't want to lose his foot in his life, right? The only thing that generally causes people to change their behavior is an external force that's greater than the uh, essentially the complacency and the, and the fear-based apathy that's kept them in the same spot where they are now. And I want you to really think about that. If you find yourself in your life right now, not just in your business, but any aspect of your life where you have been and you know you need to change it, do yourself a favor and don't wait around for that health problem to become so bad that you're facing down the barrel of an early demise. Financially, don't wait for you to wake up one day and realize that you have basically no money. If that's what it's going to take to motivate you, after you've heard what I just said, that is 100% on you. Because I've just given you the truth, truthism about motivation. Those two things. And if you can just embrace that and decide, I'm not going to wait around for that death sentence. I'm not going to wait around if you happen to be a crab or a lobster and you're listening to us right now and you're just debating whether or not you want to make the effort to get out of the bucket. You need to, Mr. Crab, Mr. Lobster, listen to us. You need to make the decision to get off your crab butt and get out of that bucket because I promise you, you're going to be swimming in a sea of warm butter in about eight hours if you don't get off your crab butt. <laughs> right. Right? Maybe not swimming at that point. More yeah, floating. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basic. Okay, so, so motivation, guys, comes from either being forced into a situation where you fear losing what you already have um, that then you all of a sudden get motivated, or it comes from the belief that you can, and then you need to build a structure around you that's going to reinforce that. And that requires oftentimes some really scary, hard things. But, oh, my God, when you make the shift, everything in your life changes. And that's really where a great coach comes in. You know, and obviously, you know, we're, uh, many of you call us great coaches, and I appreciate that. But that is, in essence, what I'm talking about. Uh, the belief that you can be better. Julie and I didn't grow up multimillionaires. I was basically marginally poor, and Julie was middle class. Her schools were, her teacher, I'm sorry, her parents were school teachers. You know, we grew up in Columbus, Ohio. You know, no, we don't have, you know, aristocracy in our background uh, and all that. But from those very humble beginnings, we've gotten to where we are, largely based on uh, accepting, not being a skeptic about, but accepting when I'm telling you to be true. Because we're firm believers in a smart man learns from his mistake, a brilliant man learns from the mistakes of others, and that is ultimately the mission of this radio show every single day. Remember, guys, educate you, motivate you, and get you into action. Please get into action. That's the one thing we can't do. We can't make you guys do the right thing. We can't make you guys finally take uh, this opportunity of your career seriously. We can't do the work necessary for you to save money or to lose weight, but we can give you the tools, we can uh, motivate you, badger you, <laughs> do whatever it takes to get mm-hmm. you to implement the tools, um, but you do have to take the action. Now I'm obviously speaking primarily to our coaching clients. It's up to you guys to drill down 
It's up to you to listen to your coach. And you know what? If you're struggling, if you're not having the experience that you want to have as one of our coaching clients, remember, you can always switch coaches. If there's something that any time any of you guys need any help directly from the head coach, who is Julie, just email her directly, Julie at timandjulieharris.com. So that was a rant that I didn't mean to have go on that long. Julie, you want to get to your first <laughs> okay, point? Okay, it's related. Yeah, and I'll tell you yeah. guys, don't get mad at your coach when they're holding you accountable using the stick approach. I coach them to let you have no longer than one week claiming that you're motivated by the carrot. So those of you who say, you know what, when I call my past clients, I'm going to make more money and I'm going to do a great job of that and that's going to make me happy, but then you don't do it for a week, obviously the carrot wasn't working for you. So when the coach asks you, what will we do to hold you accountable, what do you suggest since the carrot wasn't working, what will you lose as a result of not doing this next week? Don't get mad at the coach. We give you a chance, but we don't give you a month, a quarter, or a year to figure that out. So I just had to throw that in since it was reminding me of some of my coaching calls with the coaches. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so 10 bad habits. Actually, we need to rename this to 12 bad habits, Mr. Producer. 12 bad habits, wrecking your success to quit now. So we'll start with this, and I think this will probably be a multi-part show, but Point number one, quit blaming the market conditions, weather conditions, or your mental condition for your success struggles. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. That's your new mantra. It doesn't matter what the interest rates are, what other agents are saying about the market, what time of year it is, or how you're feeling. Someone is sitting at a closing table this very hour in your town buying or selling a home, and the next hour, and the next hour after that. There's an agent making a commission. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt you, but you said something so kick-ass, you got to say it again. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. Did you guys write that down? Yeah, take some responsibility. Yes, so important. Sorry, Julie. That's okay. So if you have any doubt about that, remind yourself that, you know, Chicago first, title first, whatever your local title company is, guess what? They're not out of business. They're doing deals today. They're at the closing table. Somebody's sitting at, at that closing table every hour today. They're buying or selling, and as a result, there's an agent making a commission, probably two agents on you know each side of the deal, as a result of their hard work on that transaction. Regardless of what interest rates are, what the weather is, the time of year, or how they felt, somebody is getting paid. So here's the fact. People buy and sell in all market conditions, in all weather interest rates, regardless of how they feel, working today or not. Your job is to find those people who have to sell. Those are the ones who are going to be closing next month and the month after that. That is your number one job in real estate. And Tim, sometimes when we do live events or we, you know, we're doing different coaching things, we'll ask agents, you know, what is your job? And we always get you know, valid, although not the number one real reason, you know, what is their job? Well, provide good customer service and you know, all that's true. That your job for yourself and your family when you claim that you are in real estate for a living is to find people who want to buy and sell. What do you do for a living? You sell real estate. Oh, you sell real estate. How often? <laughs> okay. So uh, we'll go to point number two. Quit trying to be someone that you're not. Quit believing that only a certain type of personality is successful in real estate There are wildly successful agents who are very direct and those who are more amiable. The key is knowing who you are and building your business in a way that makes sense for you. So stop using the excuse, remember our title here, bad habits that are wrecking your success. Stop using the excuse that it's just not my personality. A great coach will pull the best out of you and find what works for you. 
that might be completely different than whoever you think you're supposed to be emulating. Does that make sense, Tim? Because we hear that a lot in coaching. Absolutely. Yeah, so stop trying to, you know, force that and using it as the excuse. Oh, it's not me. It's not my personality. So moving on to point number three, quit putting off your goals. Always start with the end in mind. If you don't know what you want your life to look like, you'll never create it. So stick with the five areas of life for goal setting. And you don't have to wait till the beginning of the year. You don't have to do this quarterly. You can do this starting right now. Five areas of life for goal setting, family, finance, physical, spiritual, and educational. If you don't have goals, you're not going to reach the things that you claim are important to you. Again, a great coach is going to pull this out of you and not just have you write them down, but they're going to get you to do it. They're going to hold you accountable. They're going to figure out how much money it's going to cost you to have the life of your dreams, how many deals you have to do, and how we're going to get you there. So, you said something, again, you said something. Ahead. You said something really powerful. You said you can go through the goal-setting exercise at any time, and that really is true. But what a lot of agents do, and this is, again, procrastination. This is, again, you being a crab that you're, gonna, you're keeping yourself in the bucket, is they do what most people do, and they wait until January until they actually create a business plan. Or they wait, you know, they wait until some sort of, you know, calendar event to make it so that they're actually going to drill down. They're just going to be lazy. I don't have any goals, but you know what? I'll start my goals in another six months mm-hmm. or whatever. That's a huge mistake. Stop yourself from allow from being here's the word lazy, okay? And then set some goals. And the secret with setting goals is set unrealistic goals. Imagine you're standing on a field and you're aiming, uh, you know, you have the bow in the hand and you have the arrow in the other hand. If you've ever been a Boy Scout like I was, you'll understand what I'm talking about. You know, so you're sitting there, you're aiming at the target, it's down the field. And if your goal is to hit bullseye, dead center, the question is, is do you aim below the bullseye? No, of course not, right? Then the arrow won't even make it to the target. Do you aim at the bullseye? No, because then gravity will pull that arrow down and you'll hit you might hit the target but you're going to hit below the bullseye or do you aim above the bullseye because then by the time the arrow makes it to the target it will probably hit dead center you should always set goals that are slightly out of reach because then if you don't hit those goals at least you'll be way farther had you just set realistic goals be careful on the whole idea that you have to have this you know this life of realistic goals be unrealistic uh, real estate treasure map, which you guys get for free when you request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. It's one of our books, and it is a business plan. It does go over all the five areas of life. I challenge all of you. I say, like A lot of you go on cruises. That's your big vacation uh, per year, and that's great. You couldn't pay Well, and the only way to get me on a cruise ship is to literally pay me. But other than that, we hate cruises. Which has but, happened. You know, <laughs> which has happened, right. So yeah. We have people offering to pay us to speak on cruise ships, and that's literally the only way to get us on a cruise ship. But if you said, Tim, do you want to go on a river cruise uh, through Europe <laughs> on a small boat, well, that may be something that will be of interest to me. Why am I telling you this? Because you, a lot of you guys have gotten stuck in a rut with what you expect from life. You have these annual vacations that are on cruise ships, and you just think that's your big vacation. Well, I challenge you to, uh, opposed to just sitting on a boat and popping around islands in the Caribbean, why don't you instead decide to go to Monaco? Why don't you instead decide to do something that is truly uh, outside of the norm, something that's so extraordinary that you almost feel embarrassed saying it to somebody else because you're fearful that they'll give you a negative reaction? 
that's what living a huge life is about. Don't settle. Don't allow yourself to just basically level off because here's the thing. If you, for example, want to – I'm a car guy, so this is easy for me to you know visualize. If you have a goal of, say, your dream car is, say, a Mercedes or your dream car is maybe a Cadillac or maybe it's a Bentley, right, and you settle on something that's close enough – the message you're sending to yourself is that I'm not good enough for my dream. And then you're going to scale back all your other expectations of life. Now, how that manifests itself is you never get very good at anything because you've allowed yourself to be complacent about actually the accomplishment of goals. I have a coaching client, Brandon. I know you're listening, and I know all your agents are listening. Brandon at High Garden Real Estate. And Brandon wants to get a Ferrari 458. Now, did he want to get a Ferrari prior to he and I starting coaching a long time ago? Probably, but was he willing to admit it to his friends and family? I'm guessing not. But now his goal is to get a Ferrari 458. For him to get a Ferrari 458, it's going to cost about $250,000. He's going to probably pay cash for it. But he has to get really good, not just okay, at being able to list homes so he can uh, earn the money in excess enough to save it so he can pay cash for the car. In doing so, that means he's going to have to get really good at helping other people accomplish their goals. He's going to have to be very efficient at listing, say, for example, unrepresented owners, a.k.a. FISBOs. He's going to have to be very efficient at pricing them, getting them sold. You see, by focusing on the financial goal in that particular case, it actually forces him to get better at all the aspects of his job. He becomes really good at his skill set, and he is indeed becoming really good at his skill set. And what happens as a result he helps more people. You see, guys, ultimately this is a people-helping business. If you don't have the lifestyle you want, if you don't have the stuff you want, if you don't have the money in the bank, if you're in the crab not looking, if you're the crab in the bucket not looking forward to the butter, okay? The reality of it is, is those are all choices that come as, or those are all the results of accepting good enough. I challenge you when you're writing your goals, do not settle for good enough. Do not tell yourself that, say, for example, Nordstrom's is good enough, just because when you walk into Saks or walk into uh, Neiman Marcus, it makes you uncomfortable. Become comfortable walking into Neiman Marcus. Earn the money so you can afford to shop there. And that is a direct representation of your willingness to become the best version of you, which part and parcel of that has, you know, the money comes as a result of the number of people you are able to help at a high level. The formula, why you don't have what you want in life, guys, why you're not experiencing the lifestyle, why you've settled on the celebrity cruise year in, year out, it's simply for the fact that you have yet to embrace the fact that helping more people at a higher level results in everything that you're looking for in life. That's it. So you have to become really good at being a real estate agent, really good at being a listing agent, really good at knowing your market, your scripts, your presentations, your objection handlers. And when you do... People will flock to you. They'll, they'll rush to do business with you. You'll make more money than you can possibly imagine. Um, and it all starts with the mindset that, hey, you know what? I'm not okay with just aiming you know, a little bit below the target anymore. I want to aim above the target. I want to make the most of this incredible opportunity that this industry is. And I truly am no longer willing to settle or compromise when I'm going to get out of this life. Hey, guys, the bottom line is you only live once and you're dead a real long time. Unless, of course, the Buddhists are right, then, you know, who knows. But you only live once and you're dead a real long time, so you better make the most of this life as it is because it is an incredible blessing. If there's anything we can do for you, please request a free coaching call. 
at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. We're going to pick up where we left off tomorrow. Hopefully we have accomplished our mission of educating you, motivating you. Now it's your turn. Get into action. As always, we sincerely appreciate when you guys share our show, email the show to other people, let them know about it, help other agents embrace this market. If there's ever anything we can do for you, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.